Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Rail. While you listen to this podcast and think about the topics we'll explore, remember that the areas you're moving into are always most important. Always prepare for what you're about to do and always know what's happening while you're doing it. That's how you move to protect others and yourself. Now, from headquarters, here's our host, Jason Francis. Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Rail. Who do we got today, Travis? Gentry Bernard. That's right. I said it right. Yeah. Well, welcome to the studio, Gentry. He looks like he's nervous. 100%. <laughs> Relax, man. There's only people listening in 25 different countries. That's it's all fine. good, man. Oh, yeah. It's all good. Absolutely. So what are you doing in Marshfield? Uh, so I'm training to move in with the fleet training managers from the fleet manager role. Well, tell us about your journey here at Rail. How did you How did you decide to come to Rail? The safety of it. The safety was the key factor. It was the ring that they have. They focus in on safety, and that's what I wanted driving. Where are you from? I'm from Kentucky. Kentucky? Tennessee area. Yeah. And they put you on a plane and brought you up to? Brought me up to Appleton. I, I came up to Appleton. I did it during the winter. Um, thought that would be the best best course of action to learn how to drive a truck, how to control the trailer and things like that on snow and ice. Um, and in true Wisconsin fashion, it worked. It <laughs> snowed, had ice everywhere. So I got to learn how to operate the truck in that manner. And, and then when I got out on the road, I actually felt more confident doing so that way. And how much does this school cost, man? It cost me nothing. Well, it's not a school. I got to correct you guys. It's on-the-job paid training. It is. So... Okay, so it cost nothing. It cost me nothing, and I got paid to do it. Fantastic. Um, what, I, what I was getting at is the value of said schooling is roughly $7,000, something like that. Yes. And you have to sign a contract. Of course, you have to fulfill the contract. So it's 120,000 miles, or if you decide to terminate your contract early with the company, you still have your CDL, but then you owe the $7,000. I enjoyed so, it. So what happens after the school? You went out with a trainer, right? I got, I went, um, so I went home after I got my CDL. Um, I had to wait for that to come in. And then you launch out with your phase two on the road driver trainer. And you're there with them for at minimum 21 days. Okay. And I say that very loosely because it's minimum 21 days. And it can be longer and it could be the 21 days, depending on how the loads go, how you're operating the truck, and you're showing the knowledge of how to do the job. Okay, so the process is you get into a truck with another guy. The truck has two beds in it. You basically live in that truck with the other with the trainer, right? Absolutely. Um, you start out with a lot of help, right? Yeah. And towards the end, you do solo loads, right? Yes. So at the end of it, you have to show that you're capable of doing five solo loads. You have to do them all yourself. You trip plan it. You make sure that you're going to get the ETAs in on time, and you make sure that you can make the appointments. And if not, then you have to communicate that in to the fleet managers so that they can update the information. 
Fantastic. So what was it like living in a truck with somebody you didn't know? So that is a little bit of a shell shock. Um, I got lucky. The guy that I was with was actually a, a really good guy. And I haven't, I've honestly not met anybody that would have been terrible to train with. So with, with my trainer, we went out and we stayed out the whole time. So we reset on the road. We did everything that we needed to and then got me to a terminal to test out. Fantastic. But it was, I mean, it is exactly what you think it is. It's a very small space for two adults with all their belongings that they're going to need to be out for that length of time. It gets to be very cramped. Right on. So then you're out with your, you're out with your trainer for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Then you come back and you do your testing. Yes. And then what happens after that? So once you complete your driver skills evaluation, then you are assigned your own truck. Once you get your own truck, you are passed on to your phase three fleet manager, where then you work with them to continue to grow your skills while you're solo. Phase three is a learning period. Um, they're not planned quite as tight. Absolutely. Um, they're the fleet manager, the FTM, the phase three FTM has a few less drivers on his board so that he has more time to answer questions. It's a safe place to learn. Absolutely. So you can, like you say, grow your skills. Okay. Then after phase three, you're a full-fledged driver. How long were you driving, man? I ended up driving for just over a year. It was like right at a year when I came out of the truck and moved into the office. Okay. So what fleet were you on? I started out National Drive-In, and then I went to Kraft Midwest. A dedicated fleet then? Yes, went dedicated. Very good. Home weekends? I did not actually go home weekends. I opted to stay out longer so that I had more time at home. Okay. But that was an option though, right? It was. I, they would have sent me home every week if I wanted it. You just wanted uh, longer periods, yes. uh, less frequency. Yes. So I would go home. I would stay out for three to four weeks at a time, and then I would be home for a week. That's and pretty- if you if you calculate your miles properly and you manage those, then you're able to go and you don't miss a paycheck and you still have that nice buffer of income. Okay. So then you moved into the office. Moved into the office. That's a culture change right there, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. Now, before we talk office, I got a couple questions about over the road. Okay. Absolutely. So people out there that are thinking about getting into this business and be, being a driver, mm-hmm. how often do you get to shower? Every day. With the fuel cards that we use, um, we have a, a thing with Loves where we get 60 free showers a month. And they don't expire. I think right now I still have over 300. Nice. Because they just keep piling up. And you could take two showers a day and you would finally go through your 60 shower credits. And how do you eat on the road? How do you eat good? You know. How, so I actually had an air fryer in my truck. And I would just air fry what I needed to eat. I had a, a mini college dorm fridge, had a freezer space, and I would air fry the food that I needed. Nice. You can choose to eat at the truck stop foods if you would like. That's but to your very preference. Expensive, expensive it, and probably good. not as healthy. It's going to be very expensive, and it's not going to be anywhere near as healthy. Yeah, and you can control the ingredients you're yes, putting together absolutely. and all that. Your portion sizes, everything. Yeah. So what was your what was your go to meal out there? My favorite thing to do was take um, chicken tenderloin strips 
season them, and then it was basically like pan seared in the air fryer. Nice. How about entertainment? What do you do to entertain yourself out there when you're not driving, working? So I had a TV in the truck, and I had my laptop as well. So I do like to play games. So on my 34s, I would have a Wi-Fi hotspot, and I would, you know, you can watch TV or get online and play games. Well, you know they got the Starlink now, the satellite, you know. The... I did not go for that. <laughs> I had a, a Wi-Fi hotspot through my cell phone service. Yeah, so. nice. I did. I did the same thing. I'm not a huge gamer, <laughs> but I do like to go on the internet and watch Netflix and stuff. I had Absolutely. The, I had the hotspot for that, and uh, I used to sit in the truck stop and play my guitar all the time when I was doing a 34-hour reset or something. Mm-hmm. Jason Borden's truck, right? Jason Google Borden. it, you'll find it. <laughs> How about uh, kids, wife, family? I have a wife, uh, no kids. Okay. I have niece and nephew. But other than that, I just have, have the wife and family back home. And then when you're out, FaceTime, Zoom, Skype, whatever? Yeah, any anything that you need. So FaceTime, Zoom, FaceTime was more of the thing. Um, that's the more accessible way to communicate, and then text messages and phone calls. Yeah, and then home, good home time. You enjoy yeah. that home time, and you kind of disconnect from work and be home. Absolutely, you get to do all the honeydew list, and then get back on the road and do the actual work. Well, it's all actual work. Just yeah, different. Yeah, someone else is like helping the yeah. helping the organization, helping yourself. Yeah, yeah. Now one uh, pays more than the other. Let's get back into let's let's so, back in the story. The office coming in the office. So you made the transition into the office. What what prompted that? Well, it was actually my fleet manager. Um, he had told me that he thought I would be a good candidate to move into the fleet manager world. Um, they, they had a position open, and you put in an application. Yeah, so I went to uh, I went through the app and actually looked through the jobs, and they had an opening, and I applied for that. Ended up having an interview. Did my interview in the truck through Zoom. That was fun. The interview process is fun, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> Several phone calls, setting up Zoom meetings, uh, missing those because you got loads you got to deliver. But Travis, it, when you when you interview for the fleet manager position, they do some mock phone calls, and it they're they're hilarious. They've taken some examples. Um, you know, what would you do in this situation? Um, I don't want to go into specifics because I think they were from real life examples, but <laughs> but they were they were they were kind of funny, you know. And you had to you had to you had to act like you were a fleet manager already. And what would you do in this situation? And I thought it was hilarious. So yeah, they're interesting interesting conversations. Absolutely. So did you have to move to come work in the office? Or? I did. So I moved from West Kentucky up to Wisconsin in the middle of winter. And your wife was okay with that. She's more okay than I am. <laughs> she likes the snow. Um, I like the warmth of the sun. I lived in Tennessee for quite some time, Nashville mm-hmm. area. And I just, it was almost like I was a vampire. I couldn't come out during the daylight hours because it was so hot and miserable. <laughs> I don't know what I look out mountain for a little while. We got a Airbnb. Okay. Know, it's yeah. nice. It's a nice area. We yeah. went to some park. I don't remember the name. Waterfalls and trailed and it was nice yeah. sure it's a nice area so now that you're now that you're in the office you know you started as a fleet manager on the dedicated team yes i started on on dedicated working with the craft northeast and craft midwest group very cool and now you're making the big jump to working with the students right absolutely 
You're going on to the Phase 3 team for the drive-in and reefers? Yes. And how do you? what do you think of that? So far, I know So far, it's it's... A lot of it is the same. It's just more... Uh, I think the, the proper wording for it is your communication level is higher because you want to speak with the students more frequently and communicate the times and the transits and, and things of that sort. And you've been there and done that, so... Yeah, it, it does nice. bring a lot of it back in it, and I think that helps. I think it's very beneficial to be able to speak with the students and let them know that you have the experience. And I think that that does add a calming factor for the students. And the people that have been, been doing this, I mean, they, they have the experience from doing it for so long that they probably know more than I do at this point. And they've never driven a truck. So you started as a driver like mm-hmm. all of a year ago or something, or two years ago. It was November... 21 when I went through the school. Okay, so a couple of years ago he started as a driver. Then he's in the office running through the dedicated fleet. Now he's running now he's going to be running the phase 3 guys. What are you going to do? Run for president soon? Take Rick's job? I don't think I'm good for that one. <laughs> I don't I don't think that's in the in the books. The guy's on a lightning pace right up the ladder, man. I like that. When you're not working, what do you like to do in your free time? So uh, we've been exploring the, the Appleton area since we've never been up here. Okay, by exploring, you mean you're out just outdoor stuff or shopping? We, or <laughs> To be fair, it's just driving around exploring the area right now. It's it's We're waiting for the warmer weather before we start hitting the outdoor stuff. You know, they've got the, the, the baseball team that we, we're going to go see and, and do things like that. I like to watch sports. So. Yeah. Like sports bars. I mean, you guys go out to eat or stuff like that. Yeah, um, actually, there was a place that I found the other day. Um, I would tell you the name of it if I remembered it. Um, Takes a few times, but I know where it is, <laughs> so that helps. But um, it was a, it was a really good place. Had a bunch of bunch of different TVs that you could watch different sports, and and it had good food. So those are nice places. I'm not much of a sports guy, so I don't frequent them very often i do like good food though so you know i've i've been known to be i've been known to be in a sports bar that has a reputation for good food (laughs) (laughs) i kind of ignore what's going on on the tv because i have no idea what's going on half the time speaking of food um the machine shed over there have you ate there yet no appleton i love that place it's like a family style they bring out big bowls of potatoes and big bowls of this and they set it on the table and you just help yourself you know it's it's just the side awesome man i'd be doing a 10 hour 10 hour break or 12 hour break whatever over in appleton and i live in stevens point which is about halfway between here and appleton so i call my wife and she'd come over there and we'd have dinner or something you know we'd always always go to the machine shed if we could that was my favorite place over there okay Lots of lots of other good places to eat over there, but that was always my favorite. Absolutely. You guys like movies? Going to the movies? We do. We haven't. Uh, she's only been up here for a month, so I've been I've lived in Wisconsin since the beginning of the year, and then she's been up here for about a month now. So we haven't been able to venture out too much, but that's that's definitely going to be on the books for sure. Because well, I do I do see the big movie theater over by Woodman's and everything. Mm-hmm. So. Are you are you 
into like live music? I do like music. I listen to a lot of music. Um, they have an event over there called the Mile of Music. I've been told about that. And it's, I don't know when it is, but I've been told that I will be going. <laughs> it's great. They got a whole, literally a mile of different venues, and they have live music just constantly. So you must be talking, uh, people, teammates here at Rail yes. are going to take you. They told Absolutely. you about this, and the, you're going to go. The group at, and in the Appleton office have, have told me about that, and we're a pretty tight-knit group. Um Everybody kind of gets along, so it works out well. well. That's a good thing. And we we go we all go out pretty regularly and, and get dinner things like that. And that was one of the things they mentioned was the mile of music. It's definitely worth definitely worth going to. I am not playing over there this year, so you won't see me there probably. But but <laughs> <laughs> so you've been there, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's a it's it's a fun thing, man. I I love it so. And then, of course, you got Lake Winnebago over there. Mm-hmm. Go out and do some sturgeon fishing in the wintertime. <laughs> or uh, hang out on the sandbars in the summertime and there find a go. boat, rent a boat, find a friend with a boat. There you go. So what else do you like to do? Any other hobbies? or uh, Other than playing video games, things like that, um, it's I enjoy the outdoors. Um, well, let's dive into that just a little bit. What kind of video games are you playing? Pretty much anything. Um, I've done anything from flight sim to Grand Theft Auto. Computer, PlayStation, yeah. Xbox, computer. computer gaming. Yeah. So the flight sim thing. Do you got the whole thing set up at your desk with the? I wish. I do wish. I have. I have some friends that do have that. Um, they're over in the UK, and they they have the setups. But other than that, I just play with an Xbox controller. You gonna get into the mass multiplayer blockchain games? Um. I play different things. We play Dead by Daylight. We play um, Rainbow Six Siege. Um, I've heard some new ones that have come out, but I'm talking a whole the whole different system. So you've got games where uh, money is like limited and and everything's like has scarcity, and you can own like pieces of the game, and it's all decentralized. Uh, do you have a title in mind? Like uh, Cyberpunk City. You have to I, Google it. I do. I know Cyberpunk, the new one that just came out not too long not ago, that but I though. don't think it's the same. No, yeah, Google Cyberpunk City. I'll have to look. It's into on that. the blockchain. Okay. You have to check that out. I'll have yeah. to look into that. It's neat, and just uh, the way that they set this whole thing up, uh, the compression and the sharding they call it. So it's like data is like distributed and okay. kind of shared and synced, so everybody can. It's a mass multiplayer. Okay. Where in games that we know today, like PlayStation, you know, most computer games, it's yeah. all in a centralized hub that you connect to. Yeah. So this is like everybody's like connected everywhere and everything's everything's kind of stored in pieces but yet brought together, uh, which enables tons of people to be on at once. I've never heard of it, to be fair. Go- I'll have to look Google it Google it. Cyberpunk City. Okay. Yeah, it's a new one or something I've been watching. Interesting stuff. You can always count on Travis to have some off the wall stuff, man. I swear. <laughs> that I, that is definitely different from anything that I've well, seen. Well, it's, it's a whole it's a whole new thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's like ne- the next evolution of gaming on the blockchain. Okay. Well, I don't mind going into that. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> it starts to get out of your realm a little bit. But I know that there's I know there's lots of different kind of people listening to the podcast absolutely so, so we can go we we go into stuff like that sometimes i know you guys you and mike had one episode with the marvel marvel heroes and stuff a comic, I did, comic I did. book heroes I, I wasn't much in that and i was just like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. but there's they were going they were going mike and mike and steve was it 
Steve, so. Steve at Nights? Yeah. yeah, okay. They were going back and forth about these comic book characters forever, and I was just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But we've heard lots of good feedback on that because a lot of people are into that, you know. So yeah. I think Travaris was on that one too, wasn't he? I think he was. I it's very say. possible. It's very possible. I have to go back and listen to it. There's just too many. <laughs> yeah. That's a good problem to have, Travis. It's a yeah. good problem to have. How about, Don, uh, and you also mentioned outdoor stuff. What do you like to do, like hunting? What do you, what do you um, do? I used to the, forever ago. I can't call myself a hunter anymore. Um, but I, going through the woods, taking walks, things like that, yeah. um, going walk trails, things like that, I do enjoy. Nice. Yeah. So you're into hiking then? I wouldn't go as far to call me a hiking well, enthusiast. Like a day hike or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't mind going I out like and seeing I will make a suggestion. There's something called the Ice Age Trail here in Wisconsin. Have you heard of it? No, but it's already starting out to be bad because you mentioned the word ice. ice. That was millions of years ago. But you can, <laughs> you can go on the Ice Age Trail in the summer. Okay, okay. <laughs> it, is a, it is one of the... Five national scenic trails. I I may be off on that number, but it's a thousand mile trail that follows where the glaciers stopped. The theory is the glaciers came down, they scraped the land, they piled all this stuff up, and that's what formed all these hills and valleys and stuff. Anyways, the Ice Age Trail follows the terminus line where the glaciers ended, and it winds starts over by Sturgeon Bay and it winds down through southern Wisconsin and then all the way over to the western end of the state. And you can go on that trail, just plan a day hike, three, four miles of it. You know, you can get on and off at different places and there's a lot of beautiful stuff to see. Devil's Lake is a is a uh, gold, that, gold that, star on that. That's down south, right? Yeah, yeah. by Baraboo. Yeah. That's a gold star. Somebody that's new to the state, you definitely want to make a trip to Devil's Lake. Okay. <laughs> it's it's the glacier scooped out this valley and piled the rocks, caused a dam. This is their explanation, anyways. Caused a dam, and then there's this just crystal clear lake in amongst all these cliffs and stuff. And it's just it doesn't look like something that should be in Wisconsin. It looks like looks like it escaped from out west somewhere. <laughs> okay. Okay. I've never even been there, and I've been in Wisconsin. You've never been to Devil's Lake. Mm-mm. I want to go there now, though. Bring your walking shoes. There's some hills there, man. Well, yeah, um, no problem walking. <laughs> <laughs> that one, that one trail. Um, show me a map sometime, and I will tell you which direction to go, so you don't have to climb so much. <laughs> so to get to Devil's Lake, you got to like park in a lot and then hike. Well, you can drive right up to the lake. They got a beach there where you can rent a boat and stuff and go out on the water and stuff. Um, like a paddle boat? Like a paddle boat. Yeah, they don't canoe. let motors, probably. They don't right? let motors in there. Yeah. No. But there's two beach areas there that you can drive to, but then they have hiking trails that go up on top of the cliffs and stuff. And For some good views? It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And it's a, it's a section of the Ice Age Trail. There's another section not far from there called Parfys Glen, which is really scenic as well. And there's a bunch of them. I mean, I could go on about the Ice Age Trail for days. You know, I've walked most of it. <laughs> we have uh, Garden of the Gods down in Kentucky down there. We um, may not actually be in Kentucky. I'm not going to lie to you. Been there a couple times, and it's it's very beautiful. I was, Just to be able to walk. And, was it between, like, Tennessee, Kentucky, what? Or I couldn't tell you the actual Somewhere place. down in that area. I Googled it and hit go and drove there. 
Nice. I would lie if I told you any other. So it's somewhere down there. Absolutely. Yeah. When I was living down there, Paris, Tennessee is where I actually lived. And uh, it was that right there, the land between the lakes there, the park mm-hmm. there. Beautiful it's place. It's Paris, isn't it? Sure. Sure, man. Sure. <laughs> it's like the conversation I've been having all day with you, Claire. I think that it would be a lot of fun for us to write down a bunch of city names and have him pronounce them. <laughs> I promise you, it's like they put letters in a hat and drawn them. <laughs> and that is how they come up with their city names up here. Yeah, some of them are fun. Um, Wyoiga is always one that I get a kick out of when other people try to pronounce it. Um, I didn't try. I pulled it up on a map and had somebody tell me because I passed it on the way here. There you go. There you <laughs> go. So... It's getting to be that time. We ready for the dinner question, Travis? I think so. So if you were to have a dinner party where you could invite three people, alive or dead, anybody in the world, who would those three people be and why? That's a tough question. It is a tough question. Thank you, Jessica. You've stumped many people. (laughs) So, um... I know that one person would be the grandmother that I lost forever ago, just to have that one last, but not to get dark. Um, I know there's two two spots left, and if you say somebody's name that's alive and you don't name the other person, then they're going to get upset. <laughs> there's just like, holes you don't dig. Oh, yeah. Jason and I dug ourselves a little bit. Yeah, we did. Um Especially when people mention their wives. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't mention our wives, so. Yeah. But we're with them all the time. They'll sure. probably be at our dinner party anyway, right? They live with us. Yeah, absolutely. So, why? Just talking about yeah. people you admire, you know, through history or current or, you know, just. Man. Alive currently or out waiting to become alive again, if you believe that. Okay. That's taking a different path. Um. I don't know too many people that I would just have to have dinner with. Man, I don't have a clue. <laughs> I guess it's, we, that stumps me. I, I guess we stumped one for. I guess we stumped one this week. There's just I don't have not. I don't have like, you know, thinking famous wise. You know, because generally you want to think of somebody famous that you always aspire to meet. But well, just that they did something. Neat. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I can't say that I would be fixated on somebody that I would want. If, if I had to choose, and I mean, it it would be the, the people that I, I met in the UK, because I have never met them. But it's I've got seven people over there that I would like to meet. How did you get to know them? Through gaming. Through gaming. Yes. Okay, so a couple of your, couple of your gaming uh, yeah. acquaintances. Yeah. But right. it's that's fair enough. You gotta pick, what? What two would you pick? Now, see, now you're gonna, now get, you're me gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> now you're gonna get me in trouble because if I choose okay, two, the that. other well, seven or eight of them are gonna be upset. Yeah. Tell you what, man, we'll take we'll take and push a couple extra chairs up to the table. All right, it's okay. all good. You can bring all seven of your games. We'll, we'll bring them. We'll bring them all. <laughs> all right. Are you a? Are you a? TikToker? Do you watch TikTok videos? I do watch TikToks. I do not make them. Have you seen the guy from Britain? That that came over. That came over. Yeah. So yeah, that would be awesome. I. What is this? I have no idea what you're talking about. There's a. Well, you know what TikTok. Josh is. Oh, from yeah. England. Josh, that's his name. Yeah. Josh and the other guy beside him. Is this like Borat? No, but sort of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
This guy makes TikTok videos. They're short, short videos for people with short attention spans like me. <laughs> um, they're they're amusing, funny, whatever you know, whatever the theme might be. And this guy, his big thing was, you know, I want to go to America. I want to go see America. He's from England, so he has the accent, right? And he says. People from America say, I need to try this. And they send him stuff like candy bars or whatever. And he tries it. And he's always got this over-the-top reaction. Oh, my God, that's so good. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Well, he finally came to America and took a little trip um, from uh, Texas to Florida or something. And he got to shoot guns and all this kind of stuff. And, of course, every reaction he had was over-the-top. Did you see the one where he was shooting the guns? I didn't see the one where he was shooting the guns, but I did see the aftermath. The <laughs> Yes. <laughs> he he put his head too close to the scope and the recoil the recoil popped him. He right? had a rough couple days. He ended up getting popped with a recoil. He fell down, busted his nose, busted his lip. Mm. He had a rough couple days there for a while. Mm. Well, you just mentioned your friends from the UK, and it just yeah. popped into my mind. And yeah. it's, it's cool that you know what I'm talking about. I'm not the only weirdo watching TikTok videos. <laughs> you got to tell your friends from the UK to tune into this episode. And I'm sure they're going to. Very I'm good. sure they're going to, and they will. Uh, they will definitely critique it for sure. Nice. And they're going to have to all Google Cyberpunk City. Yes. And then join in on that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a. You, you got an ownership in this Cyberpunk City I, or something? You're pushing, pushing it. Everybody. everybody, everybody, everybody. <laughs> I own some tokens. I own some property. Yeah. There you go, man. There you go. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Keeping It Rail. Remember to drive the railway. Keep it safe out there. Keep the shiny side up and the dirty side down. Yeah, and wheels spinning. There you go. All right. Thanks for listening.